Your weekend begins in Crystal Palette's wine country with sommelier Crystal Cameron Shad. Every week, Crystal takes your palate on a journey from the vineyard to the glass and opens your mind to the endless choices that await your next sip. Uncork your passion starting now on your trip through wine country on Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. much for tuning into Crystal Palette's Wine Country this weekend. I'm on location this week at the New Kent Winery in New Kent, Virginia. Now, if you're not familiar with this vineyard, it's one of the few properties southeast of the Richmond area. It's part of the Colonial Virginia Wine Trail, and the vineyard is now owned by the Dombrowski family, who purchased the property back in 2014. And Joe Dombrowski, who's the owner, was kind enough to show me around today and invite me to come check out the wines here at New Kent, and it's so great to spend some time with you, Joe. Well, thank you, Crystal. Thanks for coming down. It's a pleasure to be with you and be on the show, and we're very excited to have you here, have you uh, sample our wines and take a look at our wonderful place. And we've already started sampling, and we'll talk more about some of those wines in just a few minutes, but I always love to give our listeners kind of an overview of the vineyard or the location, and uh, New Kent's been around since 2008. You, your family purchased the property in 2014, and the property itself has uh, some rather historical elements to it, doesn't it? Yes, it's a very interesting building and property. Uh, the building was built by Body & Oil Corporation back in 2006 and opened in 2008, but what they did was something really unique. They used all reclaimed building materials, lumber, bricks, beams. Um, siding, they reclaimed them. Most of the building is over 200 years old. It was, when it was opened, it was considered one of the greenest buildings in the United States because of all of the recycled building materials. Uh, my wife and I, my wife always says we're stewards of this building, not just owners, because you have to care for this wood. Most of it, uh, the beams came from Shaco Bottom and Shaco Slip warehouses in Richmond in the 1800s. The bricks came out of warehouses from the James River in the 1840s. Um, the siding came from 150-year-old logs in Florida. It's all uh, sinker logs of cypress. So we really tend to the building, but it really puts that rustic elegance in this beautiful winery uh, surrounded by vineyards, which really makes it look really cool from the, from the street when you're pulling up. And uh, you mentioned the term rustic elegance, which I just love to associate with wine because I think it's just so ap appropriate. And uh, you probably picked up that term a little bit too by living in Tuscany, right? Yes, we did. Um, my wife and I had a chance to live in Tuscany and enjoy that unbelievable wine region uh, as we worked over there. And it was just somewhere that inspired us even more. My wife was inspired by her grandmother who was a winemaker back in the 1930s here in the United States. And out of necessity to support her family. And we went to Tuscany and just fell in love with the whole romantic notion of, of wine and rustic elegance. And we came back, our son was in school at Virginia Tech studying viticulture under T Dr. Tony Wolf. And we just uh, moved down that road very quickly. It took five years, but uh, we did the research and we were able to be able to purchase New Kent Winery, and now it's our life. It's not a job, it's a lifestyle. It certainly is. I mean, everyone says that that gets into the wine business. I mean, there's a lot of risk. There's obviously a lot of reward as well, but there's a lot of risk with this industry. Right. Yeah, we, the farming part is the heavy risk. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're dependent on whether you and I talked earlier today when you were walking in about how are the vines doing, because with a very warm February, uh, even some people saw buds coming out on vines, and then a very cold March, which was the opposite of what we normally get, 
it affects the crops. And when you're farming and producing off of your own farms, just like the apple farmers and the apple orchards out western Virginia, you are really dependent on weather and what you can do to complement or battle the weather, either one of the two. Anytime from frost season in early April to hurricane season in September, Virginia farming, and especially grapes and farm orchards, are very, very vulnerable to the weather. Mm -hmm. You could look at the whole East Coast, and we're seeing so much growth in Virginia, as well as the Finger Lakes of New York, and we are very, uh, even more so than the West Coast wines of the United States. Their mother nature is even kind of riskier on the East Coast, I would say. I would think so, just because of the, the element of frost and the mm -hmm. element of a hurricane can come anywhere on the East Coast, up and down the East Coast, where the West Coast doesn't normally, they get a lot of rain and wind, but the the crops out there are used to that they they normally get that pounding you know. and i think it's fascinating you were talking about your wife's grandmother uh, i think back to the 1930s and she was making wine out of necessity so your wife joanna really got the wine in her blood a little bit uh, very young <laughs> that, that, that passion for it i guess oh yes she and it was wine and food because your grandmother was also a phenomenal cook so uh, there was always mm -hmm. something at a meal there that was complemented with something and we try very hard here joanna does a lot of the blending sessions with our winemaker Tom Payette to make sure that our wines are complementing food and anything from Virginia oysters to Virginia beef in the West and you know like you said farm to table is so important anymore and we saw that in Tuscany that's how it's the life is in the Italian countryside it is wonderful to be able to do that in Virginia and we're wonderful to have that relationship because our Italian sister winery still visits us once a year and she cooks here because she's a world-renowned chef for us so it's kind of a fun thing to be able to have to offer to our Virginia folks is to be able to see that side of the business also. And I love hearing that. I love that you brought that up about food and wine pairings because that's something I'm particularly passionate about. When I look at wine, what better way of breaking bread and getting to know your neighbors, your friends, your families than to sit down with a great glass of wine and a great meal. There's nothing better than that. No, you're exactly right. And we, do, we don't do a lot of distribution, but the distribution we do through VWDC is done to mostly restaurants and small wine shops uh, because we want to be in places where we can go do a wine dinner as owners and talk about our wines and, and tell the people why they pair well with food. And <clears throat> even in our tasting room, many times you'll see maybe some snacks up on the bar and it really isn't to give you a snack. It's really like yesterday, Joanna had some goat cheese with herbs in it out there and wanted people to taste our white Norton with it and say, look at how this pairs together. It's just a it's a complimentary thing. Go home and give them an idea. Last wine club party pickup, we put recipes on the back of the boxes that when Joanna has paired with our wines to just say, here, give this a try when you're home. It's simple. It's a 30-minute meal and open a bottle of wine and have some fun. And uh, you and your wife, obviously, very hands-on from the, pretty much every element of the winemaking efforts in the whole vineyard. Uh, but it's also a family affair. Your children are also very involved here at New Kent. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, my youngest son is a graduate of Virginia Tech School of Agriculture with a horticulture and viticulture degree. Um, he still works heavily with the school. We've taken interns here. We have three other Virginia Tech AGR brothers on our staff, the agricultural fraternity, that have done either viticulture or enology. Um, and we, uh, he's there. My oldest son is, owns two companies, one in Boston, one in New York, but he does a lot of our labels for us and a lot of our graphic work and advertising, and he helps us with that, all of our IT. Uh, my, my other son is a landscaper, and uh, he has a, works for a large company up in Northern Virginia, but he also comes down here and helps us with farming as we need it. And my daughter's a dentist, so she cleans our wine-stained teeth. And my son-in-law and daughter-in-law have both been operations managers and marketing people here, so 
the whole family is involved in what we do. <laughs> and everybody has a different uh, level of skill set, which is great. So, and I love the dentist too. So like, uh, I could use her referral. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, when we think of Virginia, I think when the average person thinks of Virginia wine, and we've seen just extraordinary growth over the past decade here in Virginia, and we're always thinking, okay, Charlottesville, Shenandoah Valley, Northern Virginia. And I know you mentioned you had looked at possibly looking into a vineyard in Northern Virginia. What was it about New Kent, this area that uh, made you decide to take a leap of faith and purchase this property? And what makes this area so special about grape growing? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, the property itself, the, the building and the surrounding grounds of about, we control about 165 acres is, was beautiful. There's not a lot of growth out here. It's still a very big farming county. Um, and it's very close to some big metropolitan areas, Richmond and Virginia Beach. <clears throat> and uh, really, the whole idea of farming here was we're now right, I think we're number two in the queue at uh, TTB to be a new AVA, the Peninsula AVA of Virginia, which would include the land east of 95 down to the basically the bottom of the York River and then surrounded on the north by the Pamunkey River and on the south by the James River because our terroir and uh, Chardonnay and Vidal grapes grow really well here, what my son would call a hot grow region. Um, they overcrop and they do very well. The same way with the Virginia Norton grape. We have had great success with our Norton grape here in overcropping. Um, of course, we fight on our red varietals to make them as good as the western part of the state and the northern part of the state, but we're seeing much better results now with our Cab Franc, our Petit Verdot, we're doing Tanat, we're doing Merlot. Um, you know, we're looking at other red grapes to, to go into the ground and to uh, work with them because we are letting them hang longer on the vine. We're doing much more um, work on bird netting and keeping the birds off of our red grapes into middle of October so we can get those deeper reds for people just like the western part of the state enjoys. And we're going to talk a little bit more about your specific portfolio coming up in a few minutes. Since you mentioned AVA, for those of you that are listening in and don't know what that is, it's an American viticultural area. We have seven in Virginia, and essentially it's a designated area of vineyards, and there's certain laws that pertain, if you will, to each different area. Uh, but for you, um, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Joe, uh, you can't put like New Kent uh, County on your wines, right? You have to call them Virginia, right? Because right. you're not well, in an AVA, right? It will be the will be in an AVA if it's designated by the federal government, which uh, William and Mary's done most of the research and okay. writing on it, and uh, will be the Peninsula AVA. And so, we, what is the benefit, I guess? For the benefit is yeah. to show that we are a true viticulture area that has true characteristics different than any other land or viticulture area that's already been designated in the United States. So, it shows that we grow a certain type of grape, and you get a certain kind of taste out of our wines. And it's very important to us, so we can, we would then be, you know, all of our wines would be estate-grown wines at that point with, in an AVA. And um, it would be very, it's, that's where you want to go in the wine industry. You want to be part of a team, part of an area where you have a uniqueness, a unique set-aside. There are 40 AVAs or more in the Napa Valley mm -hmm. in California. So to, for Virginia, which is the, we're the up-and-comer. We are, you know, we are getting there uh, in the national um, agritourism with wine and with our wine production and with our awards. And, you know, we want to be, um, you know, in the next five, ten years, Virginia wines need to be internationally known, just not known in the national sense of people who like good wine. And even California, we sell, to be honest, we sell a lot of Chardonnay in California. Is that an interesting fact? Because of our internet sales, most of our internet sales, our top number one state customer, California.
Chardonnay. And Chardonnay, Chardonnay and Reserve Chardonnay. That is a little fascinating <laughs> tidbit, folks. So if you haven't had the New Kent Chardonnay, you're going to have to come try some, right? <laughs> right, okay. exactly. Well, Jen, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, I want to kind of take a deep dive into some of the wines that you're producing here. What's next for you guys here at New Kent? You've done so much already in three years, so stand by for just a moment. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Crystal Palace Wine Country. The Washington Post calls Virginia wine distinct and invigorating. Wine enthusiasts name Virginia one of the top 10 wine destinations in the world. And Food & Wine says Virginia is making some seriously astonishing wines. But don't take their word for it. Virginia wines speak for themselves. To find your favorite as well as tastings, trails, and special events, just go to virginiawine.org and start making your own Virginia wine memories. Wine Studio. Understanding our world through wine and our part in that world. Wine Studio is a Twitter-based beverage education program produced by certified sommelier Tina Mori, who's worked in the food and wine industry for over 20 years. Wine Studio is grassroots marketing for beverage brands, regional organizations, PR firms, all who would like to reach millions each weekly session. Wine Studio also benefits tasting participants who meet winemakers, taste exciting wines, and become involved with beverage cultures from all over the world. Follow the Twitter hashtag, Wine Studio. That's hashtag, Wine Studio. Tuesdays, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and join the conversation. For more information, visit winestudiotina.weebly.com. Welcome back to the program. If you're just tuning in, I have Joe Dambrowski with New Kent Winery. Uh, he owns the Dambrowski Vineyards at New Kent Winery in New Kent, Virginia. Uh, they're just pretty much east of Richmond, between Richmond and Williamsburg. Uh, the family bought the property back in 2014, and there's been a lot of growth, uh, growth over the past few years here. And I want to talk a little bit, uh, we talked a little bit about the history uh, a little bit earlier in the show. I want to talk about uh, the actual portfolio and what you're producing here. So. Uh, one tidbit we just left off with was that your number one out-of-state customer is from California, the most internet wine sales. I find that fan, uh, just really fascinating, uh, particularly because it's Chardonnay, and you think of Napa, and you think of Chardonnay or California Chardonnay, so I think that's fantastic. But talk a little bit about your Chardonnay and what makes it so special in this particular area. Right. Um, we grow, like we had talked about before, we're going to be at 34 and a half acres under vine at the end of April, and we grow a lot of Chardonnay, and we make two types of Chardonnay. We do a very crisp and clean stainless steel Chardonnay, 12 months in stainless steel, a uh, little citrus um, with a little bit of floral scent and nice accents on it. For really goes well with Virginia white fish is what we normally say. A little but rock it's, fish, yeah. But it's Perhaps. very, it is a very um, good wine because it gives no aftertaste. It really just breaks off clean. We, it's a good drinking wine, a little bit lighter Chardonnay than you would be used to. And then, of course, the Reserve Chardonnay at New Kent Winery is known all around the state because it has, it's been in the Governor's case. It won the Governor's Cup in 2011. Um, our 2014 version, we feel, is that's coming out in a couple of weeks, we feel is just as good as the 11 and the 9. Um, it is buttery and oaky and creamy. My wife and I, my wife started a barrel program when we came in here where we, we were the largest purchasers of barrel on, barrels on the East Coast for two years. We are now, everything we do in oak is at least 24 months, including our reserve Chardonnay. And most of our reds are 24, 28, 36, and we even have a six-year red. 
um, that's been around in oak. So we are trying to raise that level, um, the, the strong tannins, but in our Chardonnay, the butter, the cream, goes so good with turkey and pork and really good with buttery seafoods. Um, and we've seen a lot of sales of both those Chardonnays. We did, we, Williamsburg Winery invited us to an internet wine um, uh, tasting with Saumoniers in California back about a year ago. And we sent out both Chardonnays to the 11 Saumoniers. And we got really good reviews online during the, during the, inter, the live tasting. And since then, our, we've sold a lot of Chardonnay in California, which we all laugh about here, but yeah. it's a wonderful thing. And well, it is interesting about Chardonnay because I talked to a lot of winemakers and it's like, you know, Chardonnay, it's one of the most ubiquitous grapes worldwide. It can grow in a lot of places. So to see great success with that is really an awesome thing for a vineyard, I think. Right, and we do some really good fun wines. Our Vidal Blanc under, at Virginia Wine Lovers last year in the competition won White Wine of the Year for the state. It's a fun wine. We call it a porch wine or a boat wine or a beach wine because it's low, low alcohol. There yep, you go. Yep. Um, and we make two very interesting wines that sell a lot nas nationwide too. And that's our white Merlot and our white Norton. Very few vineyards make a white Merlot. And, um, and that's a grape we pick very early usually and not with our normal Merlot harvest. And then we make a white Norton, which is Virginia's native red grape. We also make what we think is a wonderful red Norton, but our white Norton is a rosé. It's a darker um, blush wine. It has a lot of forward fruit, what we would call aggregate fruit. It has a lot of character. And, it, and most rosés don't have a body. We feel our Norton has a body. It goes well with spicy chicken salad. Again, the whole food and wine concept. And uh, what's the residual sugar on that? The <laughs> residual sugar is 1.8. Okay, so, so it's, it's not a dry. high yeah. residual sugar. Um, we just also touch off dry then. Yes, yeah. just a little, and it just finishes that way. Mm -hmm. And then we make, we feel we make a good portfolio of reds. Our Meritage is a four Bordeaux blend, Petit Verdot, Cab Franc, Cab Sauve, and Merlot. And the more Petit Verdot and Cab Franc we are growing, the more we put in our Meritage and the, and the less Merlot we put in our Meritage. So it gives it a, a wonderful finish, a lot of spice and pepper on the front of the tongue, mm -hmm. a little pep, black pepper on the back of the tongue, but it's just a good wine. It's more, it used to be a medium body, it's getting to be a bigger body. And then our Merlot and our Norton are our full-bodied reds. Our Norton has been in the barrel three to six years. Our Merlot is my wife's blend. She's blended it for three years now, and now our 13, which is three years old. And my wife, you have to know, is not only a wine drinker, but a single-barrel scotch drinker. And she loves Macallan 18 and Glenfiddich 19. And what she wants is a smooth, alcohol-oaked wine as it comes across your tongue and finishes just like a beautiful scotch. And so that's where our Merlot is headed. Just Joanna it's headed down that vein. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's, how, that's our portfolio now, except for our Sweet Virginia, which is our dessert wine. And is a typical dessert wine, 8% residual sugar, really good on cheesecake or ice cream, but people like to drink it and just what as... what grapes are you using for we use, um, we use our white Merlot, uh, we use uh, white Norton in there, we use Vidal, we use Chardonnay, we use some Merlot, and then it's topped off with 20% of uh, Concord grapes. Okay. So it gives us a really grapey taste uh -huh. with all that fruit when you have it. Um, it's, a, it's a good dessert wine. And coming up in the future, we are going more to some more reserve wines. We are getting ready to do a super reserve Chardonnay from our 2009 and 2011 vintages, and um, we're very excited about that. And we're, uh, we're very excited about coming in the future here soon, a Cab Franc. 
and maybe a petite Verdot if we can get enough of it in the ground. Cap Franc and Petit Verdot are doing so well in Virginia. <coughs> yeah, and we're also now experimenting with Tanat. We are growing Tanat, so obviously Tanat is a wonderful red that we can blend into other red wines, and so we'll see as we go down the road. Uh, my son Jacob is is looking at different plantings as we grow into hopefully about 50 acres here in the next three years. You guys are very ambitious, a lot of growth in the past few years. Uh, we do have a Norton in our glass right now, so I want to just take a minute to really kind of talk about this wine for a second. Uh, Norton is, uh, we, we, they're celebrating uh, Dr. Daniel Norton uh, not too long ago at the Virginia Museum of Fine Art, and they're going to be erecting a new monument uh, at the Shaco Hill Cemetery in his honor, uh, because Virginia, well I should say, well it is from Virginia, but Norton really is the true American grape. If you look at it, it has its roots here in Richmond. And it's known as a very grapey, you gotta get that grapey characteristic. Uh, but you have one, um, you did it in honor, your, you and your wife did it in honor of the previous owner. Talk a little bit about that. Right, um, Pete Johns, who was um, ran the winery uh, for the Body and Oil Corporation for the entire time, from the building to the planting of the grapes to the opening of the winery, always wanted to make a Red Norton, and uh, they just didn't for many reasons. And he would put away barrels of Red Norton every year and uh, we purchased the winery in 14 and Pete was helping us a lot as we moved through the transition and unfortunately had passed away from cancer. Um, in August of 2014, he was going to be working for us as he retired from Body Noel and so we missed him a lot. My wife spent many hours with Pete, um, 500 pages of notes uh, from Pete and how things worked in the wine industry and around this winery. And uh, so we, Tom Payette, our winemaker, came to us and said, well, we, you know, we have these three to six-year-old barrels of red Norton sitting back there in our inventory. What would you guys like to do? And my wife said, let's blend a red Norton because Pete always wanted one. You never made one. And let's dedicate it to Pete and his family and bring them in here. And so we did. And we, we were wowed. We, it wowed us because it is a deep, bold Norton. Being that long in the barrel, it has really interesting nuances the oak is there the the tannins you just you take i get a black currant out of it some people get black raspberry black cherry but it just finishes so well there's no tart or acidity on the back of your tongue and it's just a phenomenally good it's a, like i said we only made a short run because we only had so much but it is our only reserve wine right now but it has inspired us to go further in reserve wines and it is it's, it's really a legacy of Pete's. Pete wanted it. Joanna put his name on the bottle. Um, it's called For Pete's Sake, and that's the name of the wine. And it really has been a, a really good wine and actually has tied the old winery to the new winery. And, uh, you know, we are growing a lot. And these things that we can do that obviously a big corporation didn't want to do. And, you know, we're all in. So we're in the Virginia wine industry to stay. And, uh, you know, Joanne and I both know we teased the county of New Kent because we're the largest business in the county that we're going to die in New Kent County, so it's okay. They have, they have you now for keeps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what a nice, uh, what a nice honor, uh, Pete, for Pete's sake with this Virginia Norton, and I took a sip of it, and I could not believe the depth of this Norton with that oak you talked about, and we were looking at 360 year in barrel. You're getting those tea-like tannins with those really nice sweet baking spices, definitely pulling out the currants and the cherry. You do get that grapiness in on the nose that's very common with Norton, but the complexity on the palate is just really mind-blowing. You guys have done a phenomenal job with this, so I think Pete would be proud. So let's raise a glass, well, thank to, you. Let's raise a glass to Pete for that one. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so I, I'd love to kind of transition a little bit into you guys do a lot of events here. You do cooking classes, besides the wine tastings, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
you do a car show, you do weddings. Talk a little bit about, uh, and you're also part of the Virginia Oyster Trail now. Right. So uh, anything you'd like to talk about coming up? Sure, we are packed in the spring. We do a lot of charity events along with um, civic organizations here in the Richmond area. We are doing the um, American All-American Muscle Car Show on April 22nd, which is for the families of the wounded. And we do a large wine festival on the property and food festival. And there will be, we joined the Virginia Oyster Trail because we feel like, again, that farm to table local, the Virginia oysters will be represented at that festival. Uh, it'll be fun. It's going to be a lot of food from the area and wine from the area will be represented. Colonial Wine Trail will be represented here. Um, on May 6th, we are hosting the inaugural and we hope to go for many years with Richmond sports backers called the Uncorked Richmond Half Marathon from New Kent Winery. So it'll be a race where people can get qualifying times from the Marine Corps Marathon and we expect 1,500 runners this year and we're very excited about that. That's awesome. Um, May 13th we do the Taste of New Kent, which is the New Kent County's Chamber of Commerce Wine and Food Festival. Again, with another Virginia Oyster Trail event. We're going to have oysters shucked out of the back of a boat that day, nice. um, which will be a lot of fun with some oyster, an oyster woman who owns a large oyster farm from York County here and coming out, Carla's coming out to do that with us. And so we're very excited about that. And then uh, in late May, we're going to do the Dionysus Dash, which we started last year, California. It's the Greek God of Wines run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And California Company does it up and down the West Coast. They decided to pick the East Coast last year to try it. They did try it here at New Kent. We did it. It was phenomenally successful. And um, they did it. And they'll be doing it again May 21st. Then we have the European Car Show in September, and we have two wedding venues associated with the winery, the um, Vineyard Estate at New Kent Winery, which hosts an 1855 bed and breakfast and wedding facility, and the winery itself is a, hosts many weddings a year, and we're very interested in doing them, and we promote our wines through those weddings. It's a lot of fun. We do a lot of corporate events, and again, it's, it's again all about food and wine. We do so many chefs from Richmond and Williamsburg here in cooking classes every the last Thursday of every month there's a cooking class here it's a cooking demo and even actually really what it is is a dinner party with me and my wife and a really good chef and my that wife sounds like a fun time <laughs> my <laughs> wife pairs the foods with the the chef's foods with our wines and we host the party wonderful and bring in a small amount of staff and just have a blast and I'm sure everyone can get all of that information on your website right yes newkentwinery.com www.newkentwinery.com all of our events all of the things about the winery and our e-commerce store for those who would listen out of state is there and um, we have a very, we are doing a very brisk business, like I said, over the internet, which is kind of cool. That is very cool. That's where it's at. So newkentwinery.com. And of course, uh, come down for a visit. They're located Please. off uh, Interstate 64 off exit 211, uh, just a couple minutes off the exit. So a really nice, uh, not, not a bad drive from Charlottesville. And if you're in Charlottesville and you've not tried New Kent wines yet, uh, head over to Wegmans or to the Kroger Marketplace, right? Yes, we're available at both Wegmans wine store out there and Wegmans in the Richmond area and the Kroger Marketplace places in Richmond. Uh, Joe, it's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking time with us well, today. Well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, Crystal, you're welcome anytime. Oh, I appreciate that. Another cheers. They're going to share the glass and finish our glass of wine. And thank you for joining me as we discover the hidden gems of Virginia's historic countryside. I'm your host, Crystal Cameron Shad, and I look forward to discovering new terroir with you next week. Cheers.